But yes, the Malta thing. Um, yeah, it was really weird. And again, uh, understand like these little, um, the same with Italy. If you know the history of Italy, you know, it was like you had a, like a confederation of states that were sort of like the papal states and they were loosely, you know, the Pope was loosely sort of like the lord of that area. And then, you know, the northern states were more um, like the Piedmontese were allied with the Austrians. Uh, the uh, the Venetians were like their own thing because they had been their own thing. Now they were on mm. the, they were on the decline because you know in the like in the Renaissance they were up here like shipping and then that kind of changed a little bit. But like yeah, it's all a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> like and it's not that long ago really, a couple right. hundred years, you know. Do you want to talk about the age of Napoleon? I don't. Not really. Here's a funny exchange. You'll you'll get a kick out of this. This was today. Jordan Pusey texting about the uh, Delaware Call event because she's uh, going to participate in it. Yeah. She says, uh, what's the dress code slash vibe for the call fundraiser? I said, it's a party vibe because I'm cool. I was like, can you dress cool or nah? She's like, I'm going to dress up just like you. I said, you know, that's your best bet. I would advise against that. I said, that's your best bet, doing what I do. But I did say, I said, the only thing I can tell you is Hanif Salam, when he was told of this event and that, you know, that would probably, he'd probably be coming, said, and I quote, Damn, I may even have to put on a tie for this. Unquote. <laughs> so, so she said. She said. She said. LOL. I guess I'll wear heels. And I went. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jordan. Super relatable question. That's anyone who's ever invited me to an event knows that I'm. I'm going to ask. Um, I struggle with it a little bit more than the average person because I wear an extra piece of clothing See, with every outfit. Finish so, your thought because I have a question right? for you on this. So I, like, yeah, okay. I wear hijab, right? So I'm covering my head, which means that if I wanted to go monochrome, sometimes monochrome is a little too much, right? Like maybe it's it's a little bit too much green if you're wearing a green scarf, a green top, green pants, green shoes, right? So I need to know, like, are we? Is it formal? Is it business casual? Is it dressy casual, which is which I like, right? Is it just casual? Um, and what I really don't like is when people are like, oh, it's like business. I'm like, because eh, I'm going to be wearing a suit. I can't I can't do the short dress. It's it's complicated. I need I need well, you see, know, here, time. And, and again, uh, my. The way I look at it with you is you, you, you're always sort of like right in the pocket. Like you could, like you could, uh, to me, now maybe I'm wrong, but like you could show up to work in that or go to class the way you're dressed mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Or go to like go out to dinner or like, it's like casual, but it's, I thought, I always Dressy think casual, that the scarf you know? actually like makes it more formal in some sense to me. It does. Yeah. That's how I look at it. It does. And so you're, you you're, you, you can always kind of look like, a little bit hip. Like, I find it pretty smart. Like, it's a good look. I like the look. Yeah. Like, when I wear scarves around my neck, I make sure they're real big and try to tie them <laughs> and get them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's it's a dope, just an, a fashion accessory uh, as a, you know. Yeah. Not only just everything else. But, yeah, I, that, I'm i surprised to hear you say that because I, I, I um, you pull it off, you make it look very easy. You don't well, you never look like you're. I you're appreciate not. that. And I'll just <laughs> say, you know, whenever you guys see me dressed out in the world, 
I've probably tried on two to three outfits before that to hit that sweet spot, right? Like I look in the mirror, I go into different lighting. I ask Isaiah. Isaiah's like, you look great. I'm like, eh, you can't I ask like Isaiah. I, I feel like I don't look like, great. Like what's he supposed to say? <laughs> Come on. Um, Isaiah knows what not to say. To I mean, be honest with you, Isaiah actually like got me to get out of my shell a little bit because I used to wear a lot of black. And I didn't realize how emo I looked <laughs> until one day I went, I was ready to go out, right? And he's like, you look emo. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of, I was like self-conscious for like a minute. Oh and then I was God. like, I appreciate the feedback. I'm going to go back in the closet and find something else. <laughs> so funny. Because this, the picture of you in all black, especially like uh, with your scarf being black, I can sort of picture that. And I can picture him just being like, uh. Look at a little email. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I've also had people tell me, like, you need to stop wearing so much black. Like, can't you wear another color? Because there's, like, this perception of Muslim women, right, like, wearing all black. And you see, I don't get that either. I don't get that for, like. Yeah. For And, and again, and maybe this will be a good segue into, like, just asking you how it's going in this session. Because just recently, within the last six months to a year, um, we've been seeing more pictures of you publicly because you're doing public work. And I've, I know at least two or three times I've commented on like, I think you, 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 you wore something white with like blue gloves or something too, like a, uh, some kind of signing or like a, maybe it was a women's event, uh, women's suffrage event. So it was cool. Mm. And then I, there was something else where you were wearing like some other kind of like trousers that were like really cool. And I've, and I commented on. So people should know. Yeah, Rob, Rob's, you don't wear all black. Rob's trying to be like, <laughs> well, because, he's trying to join us in Dover and be the best dressed. One of the things I have right? to do. One of the things <laughs> I have to do as a as a political commentator is do like the uh, you know the gossip, fashion gossip. <laughs> you know, like look, I saw Dave Lawson wearing fucking cargo pants <laughs> with the fucking big pot. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I mean, get with the fucking hey, program, at least he's, dude. he can carry lots of stuff in those all, all those pockets, right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe um, tater tots. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, um, ne- next time I go down, I'm going to be looking at Dave Lawson's uh, uh, side pockets to see if there's any grease. Yeah, and be like, like can, I have tots? can I have some of your tots? And then when he says no, just you start kicking his like <laughs> kicking him so the tots fall out. <laughs> Give me some of your tots. <laughs> um, no, I would not suggest kicking Dave Lawson. Totally joking. That's all in jest. Nobody, uh, nobody's kicking Dave Lawson. No. Not, not. Literally, anyway. But, yeah, I mean, being in the public eye, being the only covering, like, Muslim woman a lot of people see, I try to um, combat some of the stereotypes that Muslim women wear all black, and it's just like a sheet that comes down from their head to hit the floor, right? Like... (laughs) Um, is that what people think? Yeah, and like, like in it's some, like a uniform, it, or you're in a uniform, yeah, like and you're like a nun or something. It's funny because like <laughs> my great grandmother used to ask me, "Can't you wear something other than black?" I'm like, "I wear something other than black like almost every time you see me." But it's this perception, right, that like women that cover dress drab and dreary, right? There's no color in their wardrobe. Maybe they're not allowed to have color in their wardrobe. So part of part of me dressing in colors is like a political statement. Um, but it's also just like, you know, I want to look good. I don't want to look <laughs> frumpy in the picture that the news journal tries to use. Like every single time I get <laughs> mentioned in the in the article, it's like that same picture. Right. So I just want that same picture to be OK. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the file photo. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. it's, it's got to be it's got to be it's got to pass the test, you know. 
I mean, again, I- I'm I'm not surprised to hear you say that, but it is funny that, and maybe just because I I know you, see pictures of you, hung out with you, whatever. Like I'm like, oh, I know her. Um, I don't think I've ever seen you in, in all black, ever. Well, yeah. I mean, ever since Isaiah told me that I looked emo, I try to avoid it. <laughs> I guess um, I guess you would. Yeah. Yeah. I also like I like the concept of a pop of color, which. <laughs> <laughs> um, is also like a running joke between my, me and my husband when it comes to fashion. Because I'm like, this looks good, right? It's like all one color and then like a pop of color. And he's like, a uh, pop of color doesn't always work. But I mean, I think when it's when it's um, done well, right, a pop of color can really make an outfit. So I might wear mostly black, but a pop of something, you know, kind of lighten it up. Well, speaking of all all black and 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 mourning, I'd like to uh, I'd like to talk about mourning the loss of a uh, of a of a a pioneering uh, elected official in Delaware who decided to retire this week. Our our man John Qualco. Yeah. I mean, what do we like? I like again. I I I disagreed with him. I understand his limitations. I understand uh, some of the things he probably did weren't as strategic as you know we would like, um, but I but uh, he was he was out there he was ahead of the he was ahead of the pack, and uh, yeah it was it was really an just, icon. I mean, kind of yeah. I mean, a legend, an inspiration, you know, a towering figure in like Del- the Delaware left, right? Like he's like you said, pioneering. Um, and I got to be honest, when you started on that track of like morning, I'm like, well, who are we talking about? <laughs> well, we'll um, get to that. We'll so, like, get to, we'll was, get to that. I was Man, cringing we'll a little bit. That. <laughs> I was cringing a little bit there. Somebody um, else is, but, somebody else is retiring technically. Yeah. But we're going to miss John a lot. Um, I know I will, as a member of the democratic caucus in the house, miss his voice in our caucus. Um, and just like having him as someone that you can, you know, tap after a meeting and be like, what do you think about that? You know, like the little conversations that you have with someone that I would consider to be a mentor, you know, so I'm definitely going to miss his presence. But I kind of I'm not 100 percent surprised because when the class of 2020 progressives kind of came in, he was really excited by that. And I think in a way he feels I think that um, he can kind of leave things in good hands right like he's not just leaving us in the lurch yeah um so i appreciate that and then he's he said that to us you know which means a lot yeah i want to have him on now i mean i had him on i talked to him you know from time to time i'd like to have him on again just to talk about that because yeah i can see him feeling like okay you know i went out and and, and took him off of the team uh and now something's come of it and so now i can like take a rest right right yeah i i, I mean I, and that's a responsible thing to do right like not yeah. not like step out when you're like <laughs> i don't know who's gonna write the ship like y'all are on your own right right and honestly i feel like he stuck it out for all of us for a long time yeah. you know so i i'm just really appreciative of of the effort that he put in and the time and emotion and energy over the years um but man he he caught me by surprise still, you know? Like when he started, he he had some brief comments he said and I like was like, "Oh yeah, brief comments. When's that ever happen, right?" But then when he started talking, I'm like, "Is he retiring?" Like I pulled you can see me in the video. I pulled my mask down and turned to my side and I'm like, "Is he retiring? Is he retiring?" Um, you know, he had me crying. I don't think I've cried in legislative hall 
uh, until that day. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's it was just a really emotional moment, I think, for a lot of us. Um, but I'm excited for him, you know. Yeah, I, I am too. I I mean, what a, a you know, he, like you said, he went out um, the way he wanted to go out. He felt like the re- reinforcements had finally reinforcements had finally arrived to such an extent that he could take a rest now. And um, and and the other thing is to, to give somebody else a chance. You know, there's yeah. a there's a uh, there's a big problem with the Delaware way in just like we've called it lack of imagination, but it's 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 there just to be uh, you know ensconced in like the the system, like you just ossify. Right, right. It's just it's just not it's just ossified. And and I think that you know people would say maybe he overstayed. I don't think he did. People were still going to him for you know quotes because he'll give you a great one. He's still you know he's you know throwing his throwing his weight around to whatever extent he can. I mean, he also like I said was mentoring us newbies who came in right during the pandemic. He was available to give us advice. He he was like that institutional knowledge that I think we really needed. Yeah. Um, and it, I think we would have been less successful in our first term without him you know, present. So I, I appreciate him sticking out another term, right? So he could kind of shepherd us, you know, as newbies. Um, and yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't say he overstayed. I th- I think- No, I don't think he did I think either. he like- <laughs> I think people- He stuck I, it out for us, you know? I, I think for some people, and, and I know this because I'm this kind of person, you know, um, it, 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 does, it does grind on people. Um, you know, it's an acquired taste. Like, I always knew what he was doing. I always knew, like, even if I didn't agree with it, I'm like, okay, I see what he's doing here. He, somebody has to say this. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll get called an old crank or whatever, whatever. He's not being strategic or they're not going to run his bills or whatever. They're never going to do that anyway. So he had a plan and he executed it. And, he, and, and again, we haven't passed the tax brackets. We absolutely should. And one day, maybe we will, and we'll call him the John Kowalko Fairness Tax. Even even this week when they announced uh, his retirement, that's what they brought up. He was the, the champion of some sort of equity and fairness in the income tax, considering the kind of tax haven state that we run, right. heavily financialized state. And so, yeah, I mean, he leaves a great legacy, too. So, yeah, bully yeah. to him. I, I, I can't say it enough. And, and I'm, I'm glad you were able to share, like, your... Like personal like interaction with him as a colleague yeah. and had some time. Yeah, like and I, I know you had worked as an aide a little bit. Yeah, right, right. but then actually even being able to work as an aide and then also work as a as a colleague for for a session is is pretty pretty dope. It's an honor for sure. And like I can't tell you how much it means to me whenever John calls me after a meeting and he's like, "You're right, Medina. I'm glad you said what you said." You know, and I'm like, "I'm doing something right." If John thinks I'm doing something right, you know, um, so. I don't know. I just I really appreciated the opportunity. Um, And I also really um, respect the fact that, you know, he retired. He didn't he didn't lose an election to be retired, you know. And I think there's a lesson to be learned there from for a lot of us that, you know, if you don't feel like your heart's in it anymore, you don't have the energy to to really put towards the the position. It's time to step aside and let someone else do that. Right. Um, And so I said something about that. And I got to say, like, Again, I wasn't expecting John to retire that day, like say he was going to retire. Um, so I was kind of just going off the top of my head, trying to hit all the points. And afterwards, one of the members was like, I like what you said about, you know, retiring when it's time. And um, 
they they took it as like something petty kind of and I didn't mean it that way like I I wasn't saying it in that way I really personally respect that um and before I won the election I thought a lot about that right like I wrote to my future self reminders um not to become like that ossified person right that you mentioned right yeah. but it's hard once you get in there and you know, the feeling of being able to help people, the feeling of people actually like, like I get mailed in my house that says the honorable, right? Like it's pretty nice being being referred to that way. I can see how after like eight, 10 years, you can't imagine not being that. And it's hard to pull away from it. So I really respect that he still had that integrity to be able to do that. Um, and I try to think about it, you know, like, well, what else am I doing that that's like bringing happiness to my life right because it shouldn't just be this like this is something that i'm doing right now but it's not gonna be something i'm doing forever so i don't want to have like a mental breakdown <laughs> um when it's not the thing i'm doing right and that's happened to people before yeah they and lose I think... an election and they lose it <laughs> don't we know it we have a word for it actually <laughs> we do <laughs> yeah you've never heard me call it something i call it a siegfried when you get Ooh. siegfrieded damn <laughs> i mean because and i've said it before uh, and uh, John Kowalko is a good example of this. They worked together that for the the session that that he, that uh, Ray was there, and and John said he was a, he was a really nice guy. It was great to work with, and apparently he's a nice man. But the the problem is that he's not good enough, and so we had organizing capacity to be able to elect a better candidate, Larry Lambert, that everybody that is the best, and so that's just what happened. And he took it very personally mm -hmm. because of the things that you're saying. And, and, and again, I, I, I say it, you know, kind of to tease him, but also to make the same point you're making. Like, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be your whole life. Right. Like, and it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Like, like, just relax. Part of what I think what makes some of my colleagues really good legislators is that it's not their own, their whole life. Right. Like Ray Moore in Middletown. She's a teacher. And I was just on FaceTime with her probably till like 930, 10 o'clock last night talking about education policy and she's telling me about what it's like in the classroom and how that's informing her her perspective on education policy right if she was just a legislator and being a legislator was her thing she can't bring that to the table you know so i think that's a really valuable thing um that of that course and it goes to the thing you were saying before it's like uh you don't there's a bunch of different ways to do it like, just because you're staying doesn't mean you're ossified. You know, the, the rust around the gears of the system is occupied by certain people. But, you know, if, if you're trying to chip away at that or spray some lubricant in it or whatever you're trying to do, <laughs> like, that's what you're doing is actually is different. And so you get a little more from it. Plus, you have other things to, to leverage on it. Like, you're not just supposed to be corrosive grinding the gears together you're mm -hmm. actually getting something out of it right your role right. is different so like when the politician becomes a, a real leader inspires people to action or a real activist to get real issues out there rather than you know a backroom negotiator who likes the fact that uh, people come to them because they're on the bond committee and they get married right. says honorable right right and it's like that's it's not really, really what ego. it's, a, it's not correct about... now again anybody who's going to stand for office has some sort of ego yeah there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> i make that joke a lot <laughs> yeah of course everybody knows that like it's, it's like ambition right like everybody right. everybody who's going to stand for office has an ego has a, a, an ego bigger than most people or on the higher side uh, and has ambition but it's just a matter of like what that means to that person 
like how they want to how's that going to manifest itself Mm -hmm. you know do they have ambition to to like you know to be feted at the at the at the uh, rehoboth beach 5k or do they have ambition to house the homeless people yeah like uh, you know the scary thing right is whatever your ego or ambition is it's going to be fed by other factors that are out of your control, right? Like the people that you interact with. Um, like one of the things <laughs> I talked to Senator Pinkney about this, like early on, people would be like, representative, is it okay that I call you representative? And it's like someone who could be my grandmother, my great grandmother. Right. And I'm like, eh, I'm Medina. Like, and I like, I purposely told some people like to call me Medina because I think it's important um, to kind of keeping me in check. Right. Like not, not getting a big head. Then there's, of course, other people that don't respect me and for various reasons. And that those people can call me representative, right? Because um, I think some of that is based in racism um, and sexism at times. But in general, I'm like, I'm Medina. It's cool. You don't you don't have to call me representative when we're having a community meeting. It, it's like a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I remember with Marie, we kind of had this conversation like, trying to get comfortable with it because the, in some circles if you shirk the title when everyone else doesn't you're actually losing um power at that table that you that you won because of the people in your district and you need to wield um so getting comfortable kind of with that was was like a balance right yeah i suppose it depends i mean i i'd be interesting to hear your take on it but yeah it depends like what the who the person is, what the event is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at a community meeting and it's a group of people that you represent and you know them uh, and they call you by your name, then yeah, that's probably fine. But if you're at a something in your official capacity or a, l- a little formal, more formal, yeah, you know, I, you know the expectation like, you know, to be recognized as the thing, as the thing. Right. Or like I'm in a meeting and I'm, I'm trying to put someone who is, I'm trying to put this in a way where I'm not saying who I'm talking about and what well, maybe, the well, situation well, Carl is, can but like, it out. But like, you just say it to me. You know, Carl, like when there are Carl instances. Carl, beep this out. <laughs> Tell me who it is. <laughs> when there are instances of people with wealth that are exploiting people that don't have it, right? I'm representative in that meeting. Representative Wilson Anton, <laughs> like not Rep Medina. I'm I'm my full name, right? Um, because in that space, I'm trying to wield all the power that I have to help someone that's being exploited or being you know, oppressed. Um, when it's like all happy and everything, then it's different. But I feel like part of it is recognizing that with <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. Jesus. Well, you were going, it was getting good. Oh, and shit. you looked, you looked, you, and then you even put your hand out like this. And I'm like, <laughs> this is going to be good. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to like lead right into it. <laughs> well, but I it's think, like, you I gotta, even think you that that's what you've recognized is that in a, in a setting where, you know, like, you know, the, the, the chamber of commerce is in there. So yeah. I don't know why I would pick something like that. <laughs> then you're a representative. Like you are equal to all Duly of the elected. other. Yeah. So guess what? You're you're my opponent. But when you're talking to the friends that got you elected, you're not like they right don't, or like the honorific the community leaders. Yeah, or, making yeah the, the you know, recognizing the honorific is is a, is a recognition that we're on uh, we're on business terms, mm-hmm. and actually we're on uh, adversarial terms, and so yeah that that makes you know obviously makes perfect sense. I had to step into it though. I I don't think 
it, at first it just felt weird. It felt like, ugh, like what? Because, <laughs> I mean, when I first was elected, I was 26, right? And, like, everyone else around me, really, in these spaces is someone that probably two years ago I would have called Mr. So-and-so, Miss So-and-so, right? Because also part of it is cultural. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of calling someone that's my father's generation or older by their first name. Now it's like expected that I do because we're peers. And it took me a minute to kind of like understand, okay, this cultural space has a different set of norms. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm being respectful in this space by calling them by a name because it means that I'm friendly. I, I'm i a friend, right? I'm not yeah. formal. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I – yeah. I mean I still uh, – and I'm, you know, uh, going to be 50. You know, if I talk to Sheesh. I should do that catch up on the Kevin Hart sound where he's like, damn. <laughs> and then Don Cheeto looks at him like <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I missed my meme up. But like when I talk when 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 I when I send an email, the first email I send to Allison Parker will be to Professor Parker, because that's just what I do. Like I because we're I'm I'm well, interacting start, with yeah, them. Start. I'm interacting with them in a in a in a capacity where I, I'm gonna talk to them about the history that they've done and the book that they wrote. Right. Now like Harvey JK, I can call him Harvey now because I know I, we, right, know, we right, know each other. Right. You know, you know, texting shit to each other during the day and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's even even in that, even at my advanced age, <laughs> um, there's, it's something that you think about. Yeah, different in different contexts. Just just to like, you know, show people the you know a little bit of respect. Like if mm -hmm. I'm coming to ask you about your book, like obviously I respect yeah, you your, ac your academic the work. most with the most like high honorific, and then you wait to be told, you know, like first day of school, Thomas. Yeah, that's me, but you can call me Tommy. You know, like <laughs> start off with the full name, the you know the title, and then let them tell you. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> so what else is going on? In was, Delaware, what I, else should we be chatting about? I was going to ask you the same question. I was going to say, like, what's what's going on down in Dover? Like, what what can we expect? My expectations, you as usual, are extremely low. <laughs> um, I mean, I know that if you know, if I were a betting man, we're going to get family leave mm -hmm. because we got the uh, we got the heavy hitters behind it. You know, Carney actually said the words, which is whew, the state of the state. Well, blacks, incredible. Yeah. And it's in his recommended budget. Yeah, so, so that we'll, we'll get that we'll get that narrow victory. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like this, I mean, we'll have to take a lot. We'll have to eat a lot of shit for it. You know, we'll have to see. You know, uh, you know, Nicole Poor being praised on social media for her support of it, or like Carney being praised that he said it in the state of the state. Like we'll have to take. You know, we got to eat shit. I mean, that's not that bad as far as eating shit goes. But... That's true. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, we have to pretend. We have to pretend that it's a huge win when it's a very, very narrow um, with compromises and watered down bill. That's just what it is. Now, for the for the for the people that it could help, I'm very happy for it. Yeah. But too. I don't like the um, I don't like the big celebrations about it that, you know, you're going to get at the sign oh, ceremony. Wow. I mean, Sarah McBride's probably going to wear a Sunday best. I mean, I mean, hey, like, I wear my Sunday best every time I go down there. But um, I, I mean, well, and I'm best, just, but... uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm half joking, but you know what I mean. Like, I do. I don't like the big show of like, hey, this is the least we could do. Let's, let's have a party. I mean, I'll say this. I think the pomp and circumstances is more deserved for this if it gets through than it was for 
the raising of the minimum wage just straight up like i mean okay. that was a good win right. but it's not 15 it's 15 in like what three years now right yeah so uh, you know all of the all of the things that we accomplish for the most part could be better <laughs> um and i think part of part of like okay you asked me like how's it going in dover right like i think part of what's going on for me personally is i'm becoming more like you i'm becoming more pessimistic and a little bit my outlook on what we can achieve is a little bit more tempered, unfortunately. But um, there's a lot of other things that are going on besides paid leave. I think we're probably going to get legalization of marijuana, which is huge. Yeah, I think so. Um, like, it's got a new name, new number this year. I think it's 305 or 350. Um, but it's this, it's the same idea. Um, the sponsor, Ed Osinski met with a lot of different stakeholders and like got people on board that were not on board before right so my question is the thing that was the thing that that kind of jammed it up was that the few libertarian sort of republican votes that you would get didn't want the the equity the economic equity bit of it yeah and being able to people now so what's going that if that's the sticking point what's what's so what's changed so i don't know the specifics of like the numbers right like what the whip count was and how close he was from like from the cigar right, right? right like right. i don't know how close it was but a big sticking point last session was um the social equity piece was cut because it changed the vote threshold right so there was a higher vote threshold because of the social equity piece right. and we knew we didn't have the votes for that so that got cut but in the process of cutting it we lost a lot of members of the black caucus who we're like, we're not legalizing this and not repairing past harms, which is to- like, I get that, right? Yeah, and at um, least like, at least bake it in where there's got to be you, some, you know, kind some kind of, of reparation esque. Yes, exactly. Some um, sort of redistribution of power. It, it redistributes well, really power for this, and resources. It's capital, right? Yeah. Like, it's really that's what it comes down to, and that was the problem was to do that with capital, we need to do a loan program. Loan programs increase the vote threshold, so. From what I've heard, it sounds like there is, in this new um, version of the bill, there is a social equity piece that does not raise the vote threshold. Um, So I think it's going to get through. I think that would be a really big win. Um, And I'm excited about it. I've got a few bills that I'm like, got in the hopper that are not quite ready for like the podcast. Not fully baked. Yeah, but like I'm excited about them and they're going to help a lot of people. Um, one of the issues that I've been dealing with um, locally is manufactured housing. And John Kowalko, who we were just talking about, like, was a major advocate for those communities. Um, and I've had conversations with him about it and, like, what the barriers are to improving um, the situation for folks that live in those communities. I have a couple bills, one of them which has been held up because it's got an amendment on it from one of our folks over in the Senate. Um, try not to get too specific spicy or jerky but um landlords I, I, jamming you up um I mean, <laughs> indirectly yeah i mean it's right? always indirect right? yeah landlords jamming you up yeah I mean, that's what happened on the tenants bill rights too landlords exactly up. <laughs> right so um we're working through that and i've i met with classy and like just brainstormed and i'm i'm honestly i'm fired up like i can't wait to get back into session in March, because I think there's a lot of things we can do that will help a lot of people, right? Like, it might not sound as monumental as paid leave for everyone, but 
it's it's going to impact people's lives really positively. So um, I'm excited. I think we're probably going to do some stuff on education and like equity around charter schools. That's been a big topic in my area um, because there's a charter school that's hoping to expand. And at the same time, we've already got a lot of seats open in our high schools. Right. So um, a lot of people that are supporters of public school are feeling like we don't need more high schools. I agree with them. So that's something else that I'm working on. Um, trying to think what other things that people would be interested in. Housing, right? Like housing equity, housing affordability. I'm hoping that we'll get Tenants Bill of Right through. I think we probably will. Um, another exciting thing, right? So I'm going to try to step out of the pessimism and into the optimism. All right. I think the fact that it's an election year is going to be helpful for us. Um, because whether people vote for the stuff that we like and it gets through or not they're on the record and they're going to be on the ballot (laughs) with that record right so i think it's going to be really important for progressives to make sure all of our bills on our agendas get on the floor for a vote so that whether they pass or not we can hold people accountable this november i mean i'm obviously concerned and we've i don't i i hate bringing this up because i don't think that the I don't think the difference is that huge, um, but the leadership in the House is a little more uh, obstinate uh, when it comes to sort of um, more progress, we'll say. Um, so do do you think that you're going to have any more purchase in being able to get all of this stuff in for a vote when people are are actively campaigning, basically? Um, I think so, yeah. I think... I think the election mindset is real (laughs) for like, right. right? Like for someone like me, when I think about the election, I think I got to get my stuff done so I can tell people I've, I've been successful, right? Like I need to come back so I can continue to do what I've done. Um, So I don't want to just have a bunch of bills that didn't get through committee, didn't get onto the floor and for a vote. Um, I think that for folks that are maybe haven't had a primary in a while, they're out of practice of like door knocking and stuff. They really want five things that they got done this year to put on their piece of lit, right? Like they are itching for that. <laughs> yeah, and this is um, why. I mean, you don't you you don't have to. Well, this isn't. Uh, yeah, this isn't. This is in the Senate, so it doesn't matter. But this is why Deb Heffernan is uh, has attached herself to the the Sarah McBride train on the paid leave because she's taking a she's she's going to be in the same in that primary situation. I mean, Rep Heffernan has what. We've, we were only in session three days, like voting on bills for three days in January. I feel like she had a bill on the agenda every day we were in, of right? Like, and, and, I mean, it's not, it doesn't um, take, it doesn't take a rocket scientist And it's not to, to say that, like, I, I don't, I'm not following, like, her, right? So, like, I can't tell you if all of those bills started post um, Becca's announcement or if they're, like, holdovers from last year. But she made it priority to get them like yeah, out no, of the house, I mean, right? Like, and again, I'm not even saying. I mean, that's politics. That's just that's right. what you do. I, I'm not even making a, so, a judgment on it one way or the other, or even saying that. You know, we already talked about the the uh, the paid leave. I'm just making an observation that this primary has yeah, has, like has, it's uh, a little has, kick has, in the butt. Has, it's yeah, a, it's motivated. A kick, it's like yeah, a yeah, yeah. you know, there's the there's a carrot and there's a stick, right? Like, um, I think there's a lot of people who. If you're smart, right? Like, I hope that that they're smart. Um, I think that a lot of people are like, yeah, maybe I would have voted no on this last year, but I don't want that fresh in the paper to get picked up by an opponent. I don't, I'm, 
I'm going to play it safe. I think that that's, I think that's an accurate, you know, assumption for a lot of these people. Um, not for me, but like, I'll say I would prefer if we didn't do a bunch of gun bills this year. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't, of time. I, I, I feel like a lot Sorry. of times they what? don't, they don't make a big difference, but I'm going to vote for him. Um, I'm also getting an opponent who is like super like second amendment heavy and like, is this, this is like, I, I saw Carl, Carl tipped me off to some of the info. I think, oh yeah. I, I mean, what is this? This is some. This is some nonsense. We got to put this right to bed. <laughs> Who is this? Per- this person was like a reactionary, but I guess they're getting. It's one of those things where like the reactionaries and the cops are really just corporate Democrats, so they're going to do that move. Like it's it's a yeah. little bit. It's a little strange. I mean, part of me sympathizes because I think my opponent is a libertarian and probably feels like you know like i don't fit in either party i don't i don't know what to do to have my voice heard right and in this area you've got to be a democrat so i mean it's not a bad strategy (laughs) yeah i mean being a democrat is not correct i just mean the it's easier to be it's easier to be socialist and a democrat here because you might get some purchase than being a libertarian and a Democrat now, I think. Yeah. Now, I, again, yeah. a libertarian... Well, I mean, a libertarian is just a baby stupid view on everything. I mean, it's, it's nonsense. I mean, Chris Coons is better thought out than a libertarian. But, but like, yeah, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, if you feel marginalized, you, you want to do... You want to enter the, the arena in, your, in the best position. Right. But the reason you feel marginalized is because everything about being a libertarian is like baby brain stupid <laughs> and when people hear you like when people hear you talk it out like like okay well, what does that mean okay okay taxation is theft okay let's talk it out and then they talk it out and people are already, like is this person are they having a, a dizzy spell because they, they sound like a moron because so it doesn't it actually make any like sense if we end up having a debate you can blame rob because he probably is the reason why i got <laughs> I'll organized debate any, i'll debate <laughs> like, any libertarian on anything and i, I any time on mic or off mic <laughs> because they're the easiest people to debate because their ideas are baby ideas and they're very stupid <laughs> all of them all of them about like private property all of them about like the individual and natural hierarchy and all of that like uh, uh, objectivism and 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 Anne randian horseshit it's all for fucking babies that's all I have to say about that. And if any of you want to come in here and and uh, and and try to uh, fool me with facts and logic, I by all <laughs> means contact the show highlandsbunker at gmail dot com. Well, I will be tuning in for that one. Um, yeah. So I am now in my first term, halfway through, dealing with the reelection campaign with a primary from the right. Surprise, surprise. Um, and I think of the class of 2020, I'm the only one with the primary or Uh even an opponent at all. Um, which like is an interesting experience, right? Because when we think about politics, like I'm going back to me before I was a politician, my, one of my critiques was, oh, like all they're doing is worrying about their reelection, right? Like they get elected and the next thing is get reelected, right? (laughs) Um, and I can say that it's definitely a distraction and um, 
So I feel like I'm kind of like switching gears. Like I have like all these pots on the stove and I'm like constantly checking, right? Like, okay, bills are, had a bill meeting. Cool. Bill's looking good. Okay. Let's check and see how the campaign is doing. Oh, campaign's not doing great. Okay. Let's do some more campaign cooking. Okay. Put the lid back on. Okay. <laughs> go to work. Okay. Work's going well, right? So it's like one, one more thing to distract from what the work should be, right? Um, but I would say, I guess, the fact that we have this part-time legislature where we're in and we're out and we're in and we're out does help. Um, so I can use, like, February to get my bills ready to go. So when I go in in March, it's just, like, boom, boom, boom. And I can maybe hit some doors. Hopefully it's warmer by then. Um, but, yeah, it kind of sucks getting an opponent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm of a bunch of different minds on it. Um, I I know that... There are there are things that just have to be done in a campaign if you have an opponent. Like you have to, you know, you you have to do your thing. Right. Um, I think some of these, some of these are a joke. Um, like you know, sometimes you get an opponent, like you know somebody ran against Kowalko the last time. They yeah. Were like, yeah. We're gonna get you. <laughs> no, you're not. But that get guy was here. a Republican, right? So like, I feel like that's an easier one to be like, that's not gonna happen because it's just straight like registration numbers, like. You're not going to beat a Democrat as a Republican in the 25th right now. He didn't get like, a primary? Oh, he wouldn't have gotten a primary. No, I don't think so. Because I think you're thinking of the guy Rash, right? The guy with the last name Rash. Yeah, so, like, that's a joke. But if you get, if you get like, in an off year, right? So this is, we're going to have lower turnout, most likely, because it's not a presidential election. And it's a primary. So now you've got people who go into the booth thinking, I'm voting for the Democrat. And it's like, they're both Democrats. And they're like, oh, okay. Eeny, meeny, miny, Right? Like, I did that before. I, I know. Um, so my responsibility is to reach the voter before they get in the booth, or before they get their absentee ballot, and be like, these are the things that I've accomplished. These are the things that I want to continue to do. Um, I hope that you'll support me <laughs> in yeah. doing that. Um, and the and, other thing you is, you, you've, 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 you have these accomplishments that you can point to. You have... Uh, you know, your great sense of style has given you recognition across the, the publicity, across all media, all platforms of media. Um, and, and, and I think that you're going to be able to differentiate yourself uh, in, a, in, a, in, a fair, in a way that's going to be very advantageous. Let's we'll put it that way. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm, I, I know, I know you know what you need to do. And I also, and I just, I think you're, you're in an advantageous position. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, and but also, if anybody's listening to this, feel free to donate to Medina's campaign. Oh yeah, I should have said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, <laughs> we Carl's... are on Act Blue. You can go to Medina for Delaware dot com. We have our Act Blue link there, and you can also follow me on Twitter, or Instagram, or TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. So they do now. TikTok yeah. Teens. We're gonna have to get the Highlands Bunger to be like a video podcast so that you can actually see like the moves that we're doing in we the are studio. Doing moves. It's, I think it's be be because Medina's here, but we are. <laughs> There's more more moves are happening than normal, <laughs> and I'm I'm one to to sort of move around a lot too. So, so one other thing I wanted to talk to you about today, okay. which I mean I guess we'll see when the episode comes out if it's like still. News I'm going to talk to Carl about because I, I want to. There's a couple. I have a couple ideas about it. Okay, so it'll, it'll be in the next couple weeks. One of the reasons why. So I have Google alerts on my name. Okay, so this is this is a remnant of the election. Um, just so I would know when good things are being said or bad things are being said. And how does that work? Um, so you go, I think you just Google Google alerts maybe and yeah. you like type in different keywords, right? So, um, 
I believe there's like a Dave Sokola or is it a John Viola? There's a John Viola who was my opponent last year. Right. Who's like a fire fighter chief or something in like Pennsylvania. So I, I still get alerts about that. I'm like, all right, I think I can shut this down. But last week I started getting Google alerts and I'm like, that's weird. I'm not doing anything. It was because of my other colleague who announced his resignation. Oh, right. Yes. Um, I, I, I was going to ask if you um, wanted to discuss it because I want to discuss it. Yeah. So I don't necessarily want to discuss like the details of why he resigned so much as I want to talk about um, the circumstances that we find ourselves in now as progressives in the state. Um, yeah. So that, that's perfect because I actually felt the same way. I was wondering how I was going to bring up the subject. Um, a lot of people have talked to me, like on the side, about just the yeah where we the situation we find ourselves in, mm-hmm. and that goes for the Darius Brown affair, mm. that goes for uh, Gerald Brady, that goes for the guy who brought a load of nine millimeter to the airport, that goes for Steve Smike, who ha- you know who should be investigated for his time at the Delaware State Police, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So we find ourselves in this situation, and and what I've tried to argue. To different people is like unfortunately we're not in the political space to like hold them accountable there's no yeah, holding so... accountable but but yeah we do find ourselves in a very weird sort of place for that so i am wondering what your take yeah on this. so i am an avid listener of the show Yes, um, but this is. Weird. I like to consider myself a friend of the show as you well. are yes you are you are <laughs> you were what we would call like with tie like crew Oh, okay. Crew. That's, your, that's your a step show above. crew. Okay, so I yeah, get like so a T-shirt like, or like a like a jacket. There's no, you, you don't get jackets. anything. No, no merch. There's nothing. No, there's, there's no merch nothing. at all. No. All right, so listeners, I'm gonna do a plug for uh, the show. Actually, become a become a member. Like, what is it? Five dollars. Five dollars or ten dollars a month. Yeah. I um, mean, you could do it, and I and I do because I know we have like younger people listening, working people, whatever, there's a $2 a month option. And if that's the one you want to do, you can do the $2 a month. We prefer the 5 or 10 Yeah, and then maybe we'll have merch eventually. <laughs> um, but where, where are we going with this? Wait, no. so <laughs> uh, the show, Gerald, um, I had a oh, you Because I, 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 I sort of laid out what my, where I was coming from about this idea that we're not in a political position. Yes. And, you, and because yes. you, you probably heard I, I my conversation that. with Ty. Yeah. So I yeah. I'm, so I will listen while I'm like doing chores around the house. And I'm like vividly remember being in the kitchen, lighting a candle, washing the dishes and being like, see, they should have called me in for this episode because I do not agree with them. And I would push back on that. Right. Okay. Um, I get what you're saying about the fact that we don't have enough power. Right. But I think we've shown over the past couple of years that we do have a lot of power. Um, and I think part of part of us, not just us as leftists, but like Democrats in Delaware, I think we've ceded some of that power because we refuse to wield it in the instances where like ethics come to you know question and we're like, uh, awkward. So we don't say anything. Right. And then it's like, oh, ethics again and ethics again. And then, oh, now you're being racist because you only care about right. this instance. Right. So. I, I think that's a little bit simplistic, and I think one of the things that I would add to the conversation is that, for me at least, uh, violence is like a, a whole nother level. Um, so like, yeah, it's not it's not good to bring a loaded gun into an airport um, by accident or on purpose, but if it's by accident and no one gets hurt, I think that's different than the intention of hurting someone, and I think it's different when you have a pattern. And 
I know people who witness the pattern, right? So it's not, for me, it's not like conjecture. Um, I also know that I never liked Senator Brown. Um, I think he's a bully. And I just, I don't like his demeanor, right? Yeah, so I mean, that's, it's, it that's wasn't the, like, it's not like the, this is out of the question. It's not like yeah. this is like smearing his character. Right. I think that's silly <laughs> to say that, right? Like, right. and not saying you guys did. Well, but like, no, and just to be clear, that community my, did. my concern with this is it's, it's nakedly political. I mean, I, I don't mind people stepping up and saying, yeah, it seems like there's more ramifications for the black guy. That's fine. But to make a, to make a major issue out of it, uh, when everybody knows the guy, you know, the type of personality that the person right. has, it seems it, that is it's sort of ridiculous. kind of so, silly to say like, oh, there's this conspiracy to remove a black man from power because he had power to give money back to the community. When the power he had to give the money back to the community was given to him by the establishment. Yeah. Right. So if if the fear, if the if the idea is Senator Sokola doesn't want money going into Wilmington, he never would have put Senator Brown on bond, right? So that's that's not what's happening. Right. <laughs> um, it's not like there was a trial run and they're like, will he like support his community or not? We hope that he won't, but if he does, we're taking it back, right? Yeah, it that's not how like it works. That, right. And also, it's not like a given that when you win an election, you get an important committee, right? So I'm considered the least senior member of our House chamber because... I was elected in the, the most recent election, and I have a last name that starts with W, right? So it's just alphabetic. So um, Rep. Lambert, Rep. Moore, Rep. Morrison, who all came in the same election as me, they're all technically more senior than me. So it's likely that in the next couple of years, one of them might get a committee chairmanship before I do. They might get onto JFC or things like that before I do, right? Um, that's just how it's done under the current leadership. It's based on seniority. It's based on... Who they think has the skill set, who they think is going to probably do what they want them to do, right? Um, so the fact that people were like arguing that Senator Brown is being punished because of what he did as someone wielding power, and not based on the fact that he's, you know, bringing really bad <laughs> press, um, and possibly putting people in the chamber like in a feeling at least like they're in danger. Like, come on. It's, yeah. It just, it really frustrates me. And I've had conversations with members who were there at the press conference. Um, it wasn't normal behavior. And, like, we shouldn't be condoning it. Yeah, and, and I just want to uh, maybe clarify or, or make sure that my, my point is clear. Not only do I not condone it, I think it's terrible. I, I agree that, you know... There's a, there's an order of things, and there's you know some people have have behaved worse. They've done violence, um, they've done you know, harassment, and they have also a history of doing it. It's not like a, a one time mistake, and there's no other thing to point at. So I, I agree yeah, with all I'm that. Not, I just don't know. It, I I don't know what the because what's happened like in the Darius Brown situation. Yeah, is now there's like all of this. You know, all of the people who are were supposed to try to be our allies are now just infighting over fucking over just political power, really. Not to hold, not even to hold him accountable, but to be able to hold power or lose power. Right, and it's not even about it's not even about saying you behaved poorly. Right, and that's why that's what I said earlier, right, about us ceding power that we have. Right, we have the power to say, yeah, you can remove him, but you're you need to replace him on bond with so and so, right, like. That could have been that could have been an ask from the community. 
I'm not from the city of Wilmington, but I think it's important that our biggest city has representation on all of the money committees from the House and from the Senate. Rep Brady was on bond, right? And so now that he's not going to be in in right. the legislature anymore, that leaves not only the fact that there's not a single person of color on that committee, but there's no one from the city of Wilmington. That's a problem, right? So I think it would have made more sense for us to say, these are our demands. Like, we want representation on these important committees. We want to be at the table when you decide where all this money from the feds is going to go. And all, right? Like, all of those conversations, we should be a part of them, as opposed to fighting over personalities that we know <laughs> have a history of behavior that is not acceptable. I agree and with I would, all that. And I would speak out against it if it was on the other side. Like, and when we pick and choose, that I think that's a big part of why the Senate, like, they didn't know what to do when the first thing happened, right? Because you didn't say anything in this instance, so now you look like a hypocrite. And we give fodder to a bunch of the Republicans that just don't like Darius Brown because he's black or they don't like him because he's done some, you know, positive things on criminal justice reform. So they think it's fun to kind of like make a joke about it and be like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Um, so we kind of we, like I wanted to get that out. But the reason I kind of brought it up was because um with Rep. Brady, right, like last summer with the racist stuff that he said, right, a lot of people didn't want to say anything because they didn't say anything about Darius. <laughs> um, and that wasn't violent, but it was still totally unacceptable. And whether we do something about it or not, we should at least acknowledge that we don't agree with what he said. We don't think it's becoming of someone who's been elected to represent thousands of people. And so because of my, my talking about that last year, when he resigned this year, a lot of the articles were like the, the embattled or the right, right. like the troubled um, legislator. This is what happened earlier, and this is what's happening now. Um, and it's just like, ugh, like I didn't, I don't want to be dragged into this now, because now it looks like, like I'm ragging on him because he's got see, PTSD. See, the framing is here's off. the way I and 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 again, it's funny because you started when when you were saying it about like trying to have some consistency. And part of it is like no one says anything. Like Brady, people tell me that the guy and I and look, I know for a fact because he's my he was my rep, lived in the neighborhood. You know, he, he was uh, you know he had a lot of problems. We'll just say that. And everybody wants to look the other way because he had seniority and he was on the bond committee and all of this. And nobody says anything and they let this stuff go and go and go and go until it's so bad that he winds up getting arrested. Right. So the idea that somebody or, or, you know, you happen to be the first person, but there was a group of people who stood up at the at the at the the email that he sent, which was more than an Asian slur. It was just it was way well, terrible. We talked, you know, we beat it to death. But the idea that somebody stood up then um, is actually a positive to me because it goes to what you were saying. It's like, look, this is the change we have to make. We turn our backs on this stuff and we let, you know. What did I say to the last time I said even like just workplace behavior, mm -hmm. you know, adultery in the workplace. Like I'm not a prude. Like I don't really care. But like when you when when it affects like the workplace, like you you can't do that at work. Right. But nobody says anything because they're actually involved in it. Yeah. So and like it becomes all, part the, of like the culture, right? And yeah. It's 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 not, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a good culture. Like even even last summer when I was. Um thinking about doing an ethics complaint, right? And I talked to a few different members to kind of get their, like, perspective and, like, give them a heads up that I was thinking about doing it. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, like, Gerald's got a lot going on. Gerald's got issues. And I'm like, 
So we're not going to tell him to get help. We're just going to keep pushing him into the limelight until this happens, right? Like, that's not caring about someone. And it, and it goes beyond politics, right? Like, if you ignore that someone's got things they're dealing with, and when they misstep, you don't correct them, you don't advise them, and then they get arrested, like, that's not caring for someone. That's not protecting them. And so I really felt upset about the way it all shook up, uh, shook out in the end, because it's like, you know, I feel bad for him in a way, um, because the people that supposedly are your allies really aren't. And, and it can be, I can understand how after, you know, years in politics, it becomes hard to tell who's who. Yeah, no, I, that I, I, I can appreciate that. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, on a personal level, I, 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 I do have sympathy for somebody. I mean, I've had I've had my own uh, problems with mental health, um, so I. A lot of us have, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like to be clear about that too because you know people should know that that's it's a common thing. It can be incredibly debilitating, and uh, and yeah, so I have a lot of I have a lot of compassion and sympathy for that. Um, but the other thing, but the other right. thing is that you can't like it, when when you as you introduced this whole topic before. When you when you insert it into this milieu of this toxic sort of environment mm-hmm. that they like go you know, like there's no there's no checks there's no compassion there's no like is this a good idea to do this it's like it's just completely uh, an exchange you know it's just a, a, a you know it's it's nothing and it just makes for a horrible environment yeah and I think people get chewed up and spit out right like that's I think that's kind of what happened. In this situation. But the other thing, right, is now there's a special election, right? So when it could have been... Can we talk been, about this? Yeah. I mean, I think I think we can. Like, they're now, <laughs> instead of someone saying, hey, maybe it's time for you to retire, right? Bow out gracefully. Get your day where you get to be... Um, there's all this pomp and circumstance when you retire in Leg Hall. So um, you get to be speaker for the day. Your family comes down that you they give you a plaque, you know, like it's it's like really it's like, you know, I'm going to come for the Kowalko on that. Yeah. Like so that'll happen like the end of the session sometime. Yeah. So it's like you get your day, you know, where everybody celebrates you and stuff. Word. You lose an election or you resign early. You don't get that. You just get kicked aside. And for a lot of these people, they've been in legislative hall, you know, for years. It's become a part of their life. It's an accomplishment they're proud of. Their family's proud of. So. It's it. I I feel sad, honestly, for folks that like refuse to step aside, don't understand that things have changed, and miss that opportunity. Um, it's like it's it's sad because I know they probably were looking forward to it. And they thought it was years in the future, but um, you know, it, so that's sad. Um, I don't care about that. You don't, yeah. I but don't like, I do feel I do feel for them as people, right? As individuals, yes. It's like that, that they thought they were gonna get that day, and they're they're gonna bring their grandkids down and get a picture. And it's going to be part of the family history, right? And that's not happening. You lost an election, you're out. And so for Rep. Brady, like, he said he was going to resign at the end of the term. He thought he was going to resign on his terms. And then some other stuff happens, right? And now— Yeah, I mean, to, I, to, in, my, in my view, after after all of this, whether it's somebody going to him or the party or the leadership or his friends or whatever, like— that that should have been stopped long, long ago. So the idea that oh he he got it he was able to pull out of it and and work out a deal where he was going to retire and then they they redistributed this out. 
So yeah. it worked out worked out great. So he could retire, and then the district doesn't exist. He's the last person of this <laughs> right. district, right? And that didn't happen. But that's like they had already gone too far, uh, in my opinion. And and so uh, you know. But now the party, so just like setting the scene right a little bit, right? right, right so right. it's election year. Now the Democratic Party is, I, I would say, in Delaware, is associated with unethical behavior. It's associated with racism. It's associated with violence against women. It's associated with spousal abuse. It's associated with all of these things, right? And I feel like I'm missing something that happened because <laughs> so much has happened. Oh, right, like our auditor, right? Um, fraud and abuse and nepotism, all of these things. And now we have a special election because of the timing of it all. And it's possible that for the next few months, we could have a Republican, <laughs> right? Like people are actually concerned about that. I don't think it's going to happen. No, but I it's mean, I, like, don't, I don't think, I wouldn't think so. But I mean, it's possible. I mean, uh, special like, elections are tricky, right? Like you have to really work on turnout. It's it's not a given that people are going to come yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, in my, in my I, I, like I said, maybe I, I would worry once I saw the, once, once the RDs meet in the back room in a smoke-filled room and pick who the prime and the candidates are going to be, which mm-hmm. is how they do it, and so you know all the old Irish potatoes here are going to try to push that on us. <laughs> but well, it, it really depends who the candidates are. Like mm-hmm. Mike Przicki could run. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm just using it as an example. He's decrepit. He's not doing anything. He's got. He'll barely make it to the end of his term, the mayor term. But somebody like that could win as a Republican. You know, Mike Castle lives in the neighborhood. I always like to point oh, out. Oh wow! So I mean, speaking of decrepit, so I mean, all all peace to you, my friend. But stay out of traffic. Um, <laughs> uh, so yes, there is a there. There would be a um, there would be a, f- a fear that a Republican could win. But again, the thing that the problem is that nobody's getting excited about it because it's three and a half months. Right. So nobody. I mean, but it, but hey, we talked about right when we started off. We talked about all the different bills. One of the bills we didn't talk about is Leobor, right? We didn't yeah. talk about that. There are bills that would make like a monumental difference in the lives of Delawareans, and we don't necessarily have the votes without Gerald, right? Like that's one thing that, and that's part of I think why people are careful when well, it comes we would to keeping each votes. other accountable. We would have the votes uh, if. We select a willing, experienced, active candidate instead of somebody on the downside of a career they already retired from. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a way around the way around this <laughs> is to uh, go with the flow, not try to jam up the gears again and do a favor for somebody you've known for 45 years. Yeah, but that's that's like this problem that we're dealing with is all because of what. Like lack of accountability, like it, it all ends up mattering. It's not just, you know, stuff in the paper, and it could have a real material impact on how the rest of the session goes. You know, like I don't even know, like legalization. I don't know. I don't know who, where this other candidate is when it comes to that issue. Well, you know, as as I've been told by several people, and I've had some calls. This is a this is public information, actually. I think so. Adriana Brome, uh, doctor. doctor, doctor, professor. I, I I call. I used to call her professor. I can call her Adriana. <laughs> um, uh, is on the uh, Red Clay School Board. Um, she's extremely active in the community. Um, she 
would really like to be able to serve out the rest of this term. What the RD uh's idea is, when I say the RD, I mean, you know, the the this more senior people in the RD want to install Bud Friel, ex uh Wilmington City Council member. So I mean, you, you, you can see right there what this means. Well, it's kind of a clash of, like, the the Delaware way and, like, the new way. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's how it was. Like, when Biden became vice president, it's like, you know, you, you appoint this person who's has no future ambition, really, and is just going to, like, hold the seat. Right. And is that what the RD wants? Is that, like, is that holding to the legacy of Rep Brady? Like, I don't I don't know if that's a fair way to like he was on I believe he was a sponsor of Leobor, right? Like he was in the middle. He wasn't full progressive on everything, but like he was one of the main sponsors of the minimum wage bill, right? Like he was an advocate for working people. And so to go kind of backwards, I feel like is not that's not even fair to him, like to his legacy and what the, what the voters voted for when they reelected him, right? Like yeah, I mean, the 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 idea of seeing, you know, just a, a retired sort of old white guy just, like, playing out the string as the caretaker, just keeping the seat warm so they can dissolve the district, it just seems so, like, I don't know. It gives me bad feelings. Like, and I, and, 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 but it's hard because, again... I only had to deal with it for three months, and then the district doesn't exist anymore. So, I I, I try not to let it bother me too bad, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean like I, you said, the other thing is I don't like... know whether we get Leobor anyway. I'm extremely pessimistic on it. Uh, I know I can tell by the way that people have ramped up their rhetoric on here about Franklin Cook. I can tell that he is going to be recalcitrant, calcified, mm-hmm. rust on the gears. Mm. And so when I hear these people saying this, I make, it makes me realize that the, the situation is very urgent. Um, if people hear this and they can call their representatives, whoever they are, and tell them we need this immediately to to just stop this violence that the police do right. and have some sort of oversight, please call your representatives or and senators. Or recourse even, right? Like some Ye- of it is not even – and that's part of like my pessimism is like part of this is not about changing behavior. It's just about – when people do this, yeah, to right. get something right, Other it's like than HR. Like, it's like it's like more strict HR procedures. Yeah, and that's like, all it is. And really. like it's it's depressing to think about it that way, but it's that's kind of what we're talking about. We're talking like some kind of accountability, some kind of um, recognition, right? It's not even. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too <laughs> down and everything about it, but like the fact that the AG comes out with her report and is like. Yeah, no wrongdoing, right? Like, yeah. At least, can we say that there was wrongdoing? Like, can we start there? I guess. Bad training, <laughs> poor training, poor police training. Right, like, so, I I get what you're saying. I'm also like, I'm bracing for the worst, but hoping for the best. Brace right? for the L. Like, you always got to brace for the L. <laughs> um, I I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the RD goes with the seat holder, warmer type person who's Old not going to. Right, like push the envelope at all, but I hope that that's not what happens because I think we're probably not going to get as many win- progressive wins legislatively this year without Dr. Baum. Yeah, I mean she's she's been uh, very active on the school board with a lot of different issues. I mean, I would suggest as a fan of the show, and you know this as crew as part of the the group, 
uh, comrade and friend. Um, yeah, I mean, you heard the conversation I, that I had with her. I mean, she's yeah. on, she's on the ball, she's on point. She has all. She came in here with a file folder <laughs> and a notebook, and she was like, "I'm afraid you're going to ask me." I was like, "You know, it's not a quiz or anything." Like, but she, but like, I could tell that she came prepared, right? Like, I, I was driving to pick up my nephew, and I was like on 495 listening. And it was really informative. Like she, I feel like as as a member of the Democratic Caucus, I feel like she would bring a needed voice to the conversation and really be a a advocate for the community, right? Like not someone who's just there because like, we're going to put this on the list of things I did in my life, right? Like like, like she's, she's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. It just, I think that's exactly what just sits with me the wrong way is like, You've retired. We we all know who you are. Like just to get like a, it's almost like being appointed to the House of Lords for fucking three months. You know, it's like so you can get a title. Like you know, you're an OBE or something. Like, like I don't like. It's just that's it that's the vibe s- I get too. Honestly, you know what it's I mean. Like, I, I I don't like. Look it. at me, like you, you know, and like yeah. And then when you retire, you get to do like I said. You get to be speaker for a day. You get to bring your family down, and it's a whole thing. If 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 if. And, and again, I'm braced for the L. If Bud Friel is the is the thing, and he gets that as being the caretaker of a dissolvent, he gets to retire as a representative. I'm coming to that one too. <laughs> so just be ready. I'm actually my mood in both of them for Kowalkos and for Buds. My mood will both will be festive in both senses, <laughs> um, but it's going to manifest itself in very very different ways. Uh, yeah. And as a member, I will be there to witness. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll be like, do you oh, help man. me? <laughs> I'm going to be like, I do not know that man. <laughs> You're like, what's he doing? I had no idea he was going to do like, any of this. He's like, she's part of the crew. I'm like, like she, I know not what he is speaking she of. She let me in the back door like the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. No. Um, thanks for doing this. Thanks for coming and talking to me. Thanks for inviting me. I hope I'll be invited back. Of course. I mean, that's uh, your crew. It's open door policy. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, well, it's also Black History Month, so happy Black History Month. Thank you. To everyone I, we, listening. We The way we look at it is that um, every month is History yes. Month, and uh, everybody's part of it. Yeah. I, I don't like the, as, a, as, a, as a, uh, a big history buff myself, I do not like the idea that there's, it's, it's, it's all part of it. We should be telling all these stories. I'm yes. glad you brought me this book, too, because that's going to be another one. Yeah. Just wait, because we're going to be speaking with uh, the chairperson of the history department at the University of Delaware. Well, she says yes. She might listen to a couple episodes and Ooh. be like, hell Can no. you just give her the ones where I talk to, like, professors? <laughs> that's yeah. the thing, too. Speaking of that variety, yeah. you're like, oh, here's one. Bill Martin. Who's that? Let me listen to that one. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen to Harvey J.K. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna have to curate curate some episodes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be like this is the package we send to academics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Um, I just had a conversation with my friend. We didn't even kick it off. Um, you know who it is. Um, left is best. <laughs> <laughs>